It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton, the Dubs. Have made a handful of moves over the last couple days to what I would say is finalize their 2019 roster for the moment. And also the NBA passes a coaches challenge rule that we will see implemented next year. Going to be interesting. All that's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's happening? The Dubs have made a couple of different moves over the last couple days to really lock in their 2019 roster. And they've been doing it while having to stay under the hard cap of $138.9 million. And they've managed to just barely. I mean, teams will do it while staying, you know, two, three million under the cap. The Warriors at the end of the day will be at $219,000 under that cap. So there's, and there's nothing they can do with that money. I mean, I, maybe, Huh, maybe if two-way players count against the cap, maybe they could add a second two-way player. I don't even know. I don't know. But the bottom line is they are uh, within arm's reach of that cap, and there's nothing that you are just not allowed to go over it, period. No questions asked. Maybe a, uh, what is it, injured player exception, but that would have to be to a player during the year probably. Like, you won't get one for Clay. I have no idea. All I know, this roster is pretty much set. Pretty much set. And the last we talked, I think we had covered, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein getting signed. Um, I think that was the last one. I think that was the last one we talked about. So on Sunday, I believe it was, might have been Saturday, the dubs ended up, hell, it might have been Monday. It's all running together now. I think free agency in the 4th of July have just completely knocked off my equilibrium. I have no idea what day it is, what time it is, whatever. The Dubs ended up trading Damian Jones to the Atlanta Hawks for Amari Spellman. And it was Damian Jones, a future second rounder, and some cash. Now, that's the end of the Damian Jones run. Too bad. I mean, he's he's one of these guys, you, you've heard me talk about it. I've been high on him. The athleticism, the size, the jumper, it just never came together. And once the Hawks lost Dwayne Dedman, maybe Damian Jones can help. I, he'd, he'll have to get better to to be that help, but they, they only have Alex Len over in Atlanta, so, I mean, it's a good addition for them initially. And the Warriors get back Amari Spellman, who Villanova uh, was a first-round pick 
in 2018, the last pick of the first round, went 30th overall, and he is solid. I mean, he's definitely more of a classic power forward. He's about 6'9", 250, but he's going to play some center. But I guess that versatility is a good thing for the Warriors that, you know, he'll be playing some center. He'll be playing some uh, some four as well. Can stretch the floor a little bit. Shot uh, 34.4% from three last year, which obviously isn't great. But for a rookie power forward or center, you know, you'll take it. That's that's a weapon. He did end up playing a good amount uh, last season for the Hawks. He played in 47 games as a rookie, or sorry, 46 games as a rookie, averaging 17 minutes a game, uh, 40% from the field, 34.4 from three. Free throws, good enough for a big man at 71%. Uh, four rebounds, one assist, five, or excuse me, uh, just about six points a game. So he was, he's fine. He's hes a solid addition, especially at his young age. He's 21, turning 22 pretty soon. But he's a solid player for them to add uh, for Damian Jones, who they pretty much had, had given up on for the most part. And part of why they did it also is it lowers that cap number. Uh, Spellman's making about $1.9 million, where Jones is making about two point. Three, two point four, so it gives them a little bit of wiggle room to get them under the hard cap. Now, Spellman has had some issues with his weight. You know, he's gonna have to get that under control. Talk to Draymond about you know his diet, whatever. Um, but he's he's a talented player. He's a skilled player out of Villanova, just like uh, second round pick Eric Pascal. They are buddies, so it it's an addition. I mean, that's all I can say. I don't know what his playing time is gonna look like. Because at the five, it's going to be uh, Willie Cauley-Stein and Kevon Looney. So maybe he'll grab, you know, five, ten minutes there a game because you're not going to do 48 minutes of Kevon Looney and Willie Cauley-Stein. There's going to be a couple minutes to be had there. Who knows, maybe Draymond takes some of those. I imagine at the four, it'll be Draymond and Pascal. And so maybe he gets a couple minutes there as well. But we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, One more thing that happened... On the same day is the Warriors also signed swingman Alec Burks to a minimum deal as well. He played for Utah, Sacramento, and Cleveland last year. He was traded from Utah to Sacramento, Sacramento to Cleveland, and he, um, you know, he's fine. He'll get some minutes. They are short on the wing. They need wings. He's a 35% three-point shooter for his career. Uh, 6'6", 215, you know, he's he's just fine. He's solid. Um, I'm not going to lose it over him, but that's a good addition, especially considering he was committed to go to the Oklahoma City Thunder. But once the Thunder made that move with Paul George, sending him to the Clippers, they, classy move, allowed Mike Muscala and Alec Burks, who were their two free agent signings, um, an opportunity to reconsider. Mike Muscala is sticking with OKC, Alec Burke saw a better opportunity with the Warriors, so he's taking it. So that helps round out the roster at about 14. And just to go over it, we have Steph, Clay, uh, Alfonso McKinney, Draymond, and Willie Cauley-Stein, potential starting five. And then second unit would be Jacob Evans, Jordan Poole, uh, Glenn Robinson, Eric Paschal, and Kevon Looney. And then the last four would be Burks, Spellman. 
Smila Geach, and then, of course, D'Angelo Russell, who I forgot to put in that starting lineup. So, anyways, those are the 14. Warriors are capped out. I mean, these are the 14 you're going to live with unless there's a trade because they can't unless, well, the one person they can cut is Alfonso McKinney because his deal is not guaranteed yet. Besides that, the only other way they can get rid of someone or add someone would be through trade. So we'll just have to wait and see if anything happens. But this is the team. This is the 2019 Warriors. Intriguing. Not as good as last year, but definitely different, younger, a lot younger, and I love that. I love that they're going to actually try and develop some players now because it's something that took a backseat during the the dynasty run, which is understandable because you're focused on winning championships. But would have been nice if they could have developed a few more players uh, during that time. But, oh, well, I'll take the championships uh, as a consolation, I guess, right? <laughs> going to take a quick break, come back. Some of the contract details have come out as well about some of these players, and some of them are interesting. Uh, that's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Now more than ever, you need a laptop that can be as adaptable as you are. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Finally, a premium laptop at an affordable price. Starting at just $549, it's light, thin design, vibrant touchscreen, powerful processor, and built-in HD camera and mic turns any room in your home into a classroom, office, or study hall. Available in three amazing colors the whole family will love. Visit surface.com slash laptop go for more details. What up, everybody? Welcome back into Locked Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's a good? The dubs, like I said, have finalized their roster, and they've made a couple of moves to, uh, to do so. But some of the things that have come out while they finalized this roster are pretty interesting, if you ask me. Uh, one of them is first off, they have signed Eric Paschal to the second largest guaranteed contract to any player that's been picked in the 40s of the draft. And that's, you know, kind of a very specific, (laughs) very specific record. But he has signed a three-year, fully guaranteed $4.2 million deal. And the reason, first off, it shows that the Warriors are very high on him. But the reason that it's interesting to me, and I'm glad that they did, is because in the CBA, you are allowed to sign second-round draft picks to three-year deals as long as they're guaranteed. But the only way you can guarantee them is if you use part of the of your mid-level exception, or any of your exceptions, really, but the taxpayer mid-level exception that the Warriors have. And so part of the reason why Jordan Bell and Pat McCaw weren't signed to these contracts is because they used their mid-level exceptions those years on guys like Swaggy P and Zaza Pachulia. So since they were hard-capped, they weren't able to spend that mid-level, 
that 5.7 mid-level exception. So what they did instead was gave Eric Paschal that third year and guaranteed the entire contract, which also, like I said, I mean, says something about how they feel about Eric Paschal. They think they, they nailed it. And I have enjoyed watching him play. I, I do think he's going to be a handy role player for them and have a nice long career in the NBA. But that is one interesting piece. We got the specifics of the Willie Cauley-Stein contract. It is actually for two years, $4.4 million with a player option in the second year. So he's making about $2.1 million this year. And then next year as the player option for that second year. And it's interesting to see that because I believe Glenn Robinson got a player option. They gave Kavon Looney a player option on that third year. So the Warriors are using what is at their disposal to try and make these deals a little better. Because obviously, look, I think Willie Cauley-Stein could have found more money somewhere else. He actually uh, has mentioned that, but he wanted to play for the Warriors. But the Warriors need to do something to make it more attractive for these players because they have to stay under the hard cap. So while staying under the hard cap, Willie Cauley-Stein, we can give you $2 million this this year. We'll give you a player option next year. So that incentivizes him to sign because he knows at the very least, regardless of what happens this year, maybe he completely flames out. He'll at least get another two-point-something million. Glenn Robinson, another team could have taken a flyer on him and paid him more. The Warriors paid him, gave him the player option. Kavon Looney, I think that's part of why he re-signed. I don't know what other options he had out there. It's hard to imagine the Warriors were the best or the highest paying team out there for him. But that third year option is at least a little extra security. But also for Looney, at least, it's also a chance to opt out and get paid more uh, when the Warriors have the opportunity to do so. Like next year, next season, when the Warriors go into free agency, they'll still be in the luxury tax and still have some tough, still only have the taxpayer mid-level minimum contracts, trade exceptions. They'll still have those things, which isn't a lot, but it's more than what they had this year. This year, no matter what they did, they had to stay under the hard cap. So we saw that with uh, Pascal getting the guarantee, the three years. We saw it with Willie Cauley-Stein getting the player option. We saw it with Kavon Looney's player option, Glenn Robinson's player option. They're doing everything they can to make these a little more uh, to incentivize these contracts a little more, I guess you could say. I mean, I don't even know if that's the right term. But anyways, that these are the, the tactics they're having to take to sign these players. Now, one more thing that happened uh, today to clear roster space and cap space was something we all knew was going to happen, but still sucks. Tough to see. Sean Livingston has officially been waived using the stretch provision. So that $2 million guaranteed is going to be on the Warriors' books for the next three seasons at 666000 and hit the luxury tax. I'm really surprised they weren't able to get it off on some other team, but I, I guess they had decided just to, to eat it and uh, deal, with the, deal with the stretch and, and luxury tax, etc., instead of giving up another draft pick or any cash or anything, so... I don't know. It would have been my priority personally to get rid of that over the Damian Jones stuff. 
not because look, I not because I think Damian Jones is going to have a stellar career, but because the Damian Jones thing. And again, I don't know if there was an option between the two, but the Damian Jones thing saved you four hundred thousand dollars. Getting off Sean Livingston's money saves you two million, and saves you money over the next three years in luxury tax payments. But that's where they're at. That was the decision, and it sucks to see Sean go. We all knew it was coming, though. One of my favorite Warriors, uh, favorite players of all time. I've always said, you know, any championship they won or anything, I was always happiest for him. He said he is determined to continue to play. So he is looking to play somewhere this year. And with teams like the Clippers, the Lakers, I mean, Philly, any of these spots, any of these quote-unquote contenders could use a guy like Sean for, I don't know how many minutes he'll play in the regular season, you know, per night, but his his ability in the postseason is invaluable. I mean, he's a, still a good defender. His leadership, all that stuff is still going to be worth something. I, I don't think he'll have trouble finding a home for too long. So shout out to Livingston. His last five years, the Warriors have been incredible. I personally think he should be part of that crew that gets their numbers retired and gets the statues, etc. cetera, uh, because he was, he was a huge part of it. There's no doubt about it. And shout out Andre Guadalla, his six years here. Um, their friendship has been awesome to see. You know, they've known each other since they were teenagers playing playing uh, AAU against each other and things like that. So uh, sad to see both of them go, but, you know, that's the business of the NBA. And uh, so so it goes. So we move forward. But that's the news of today. Sean Livingston has officially been waived and his salary stretched. Going to take one more break. Come back. There's a couple things that have gone on in the NBA that I want to talk about uh, the coaches challenge, which is now going to be allowed. And then some people have gotten this Paul George thing so wrong. It drives me crazy. That's coming up next year on locked on warriors on the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from state farm here with good news and even better news. The good news state farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news. That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local state farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect. There are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles D. Hamilton. What's good? Duh. One of the other pieces of news that came out today is the NBA has approved the use of a coach's challenge in 2019-2020, not too crazy. Like, I'm not losing my mind over it or anything. They did it in the G League last year. It worked well. Uh, they'll use it in the NBA this year. That's going to help. So we'll wait and see exactly what happens with it and everything. I think they should do something righteous like, I don't know, like you have to, 
throw a smoke bomb to to activate the challenge, you know? Or, uh, I don't know, something chill, throw a flare or something like that. But probably be something lame, like just waving over the ref. Could have used it in the finals with, uh, I don't know, all three of Serge Ibaka's goaltends in, uh, in that game. Was it game two, game three? Whatever it was, I don't know if that would have changed the game. But I like it. I like it. Why the hell not? We'll see how bad it is uh, with the replay center and everything and how much it slows the game down. But I think it'll be fine. Not especially worried about it. Um, and if it is, then whatever. They'll get rid of it. It's not a lifetime contract or anything. So I'm not worried. One thing I wanted to get to is I've been seeing a lot of people make a big deal or a lot of reporters, analysts, whatever, make a big deal about the Paul George trade and the player empowerment and, you know, uh, can't believe players requesting trades with two years left on their contract. And do contracts even mean anything? Yeah, they still mean something because you know what you can do? Say f- no to a trade. I've seen people up in arms over Paul George demanding a trade with two years left. And oh, Sam Presti didn't have a choice. Sam Presti absolutely had a choice. It's not as if he traded Paul. Like, I wonder how I wonder how he felt when OKC traded an underperforming rookie and a bench player to Indy to get Paul George. You know, it, it, it wasn't that deal. It's not as if someone gave up a second rounder to get Paul George because they knew they wanted him out. The reason this deal was made was because the Clippers gave them literally every single thing possible. They gave him the biggest haul ever for a trade of a superstar. I mean, bigger than we thought Anthony Davis's was the biggest one. Nope, it's what the Clippers did to get Paul George. So if it if you're complaining about the totality of all these players that are getting traded and getting moved, sure, fine. But this Paul George one should not be the tipping point to, to start that conversation. The Paul George one should be looked at as the Clippers were absolutely desperate and Sam Presti did exactly what he should have done and gotten every single thing he could have and you know he's he's spinning a nice a nice story a nice web for for all the fans to be like we didn't have a choice i I don't know what to tell you you know we just couldn't have a frustrated paul george uh, on our team this year Uh, because that's bull it's not about paul george being frustrated it's about the fact that you got the greatest haul ever for a superstar and who knows maybe there is a point where fans start to dislike this stuff but as just speaking for myself, speaking for one fan, I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I got no problems with any of it. As long as I don't pick the Lakers or the Knicks. But no, I'm, I'm fine with players requesting trades and trying to go where they want. Because the truth is, the organization that has them under contract has the right to say no. So, there's my rant on that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back later this week with more episodes of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On podcast network your team every day you can't climb a mountain if it's smooth right you gotta go over the rough spots (laughs) peace you are locked on warriors your daily podcast on the golden state warriors part of the locked on podcast network your team every day San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. 
Merrick Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.